1: But next, as I mentioned just before the news, we're talking to a man and I'm so delighted that we're interviewing him from a golf course and not a hospital, which uh, I'm sure he's delighted as well, a 2017 New Zealand Open winner who's had a very different start to the year than most of us, Uh, but round one of the Charles Tour event in Tauranga has been completed. Michael Hendry, mate, I am so stoked I'm talking to you after a round of golf.
0: Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate
1: it, mate. Um, how, did, how did you get on today? Your first round in anger, I guess, in the competitive juices. Uh, I bet you they're still there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, there was a bit of anger today. Um, <laughs> I I shot a couple over. It was a bit rusty, if I'm honest. But um, there was some good stuff in there too. So hopefully I'll gradually sort of get a bit better as the week progresses. And maybe by Sunday I can, I can put a decent score up. Good.
1: Do you feel like through eighteen holes today, three bogeys and a birdie, so pretty pretty steady? Uh, obviously, not as many red circles on there for the birdies for you. But do you, do you feel like it was just ring rust, and you can see some improvement?
0: Yeah, definitely. Actually, I I, um, I can take a lot of positives out of today. I drove the ball pretty well, and uh, I feel like I'm striking it. Um, quite well, just don't quite have the control over the ball flight yet that I normally would, so I just didn't hit it quite close enough to make a lot of birdies and and uh, missed a fair few sort of five and six foot putts today, so just, sort of just little things, not reading the greens quite right and, uh, and probably just not hitting it as close as I normally would when I'm out there doing my thing all the time so um yeah just just a bit of rust and, and hopefully like i say a few more laps of the course this week and sort that out
1: hopefully how much preparation like i read you and your wife have been going to the the gym a lot so your fitness you've been working on that but um nothing beats playing inside the ropes for, for a professional golfer so so how much how much golf work have you been able to put in the last few weeks
0: Oh, a little bit here and there. And um, coming out of, you know, I'm just over a month out of my last chemotherapy round, so that takes a few weeks to to get out of it completely. Um, I call, I call it the chemo trough. Like it just takes time to. To get your bloods back to a level where you're transporting oxygen around your body and all that sort of thing properly. So, I would practice a little bit, but often find myself um, gassed pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so, I've just been doing as much as I can um, without pushing too hard. And I've played a few rounds of golf um, just with some friends um, in the meantime as well to try and get back into it. But just over the last sort of oh, week or 15 days, I've really started to feel quite good. So, um, yeah, hopefully all that fitness work that I've been pushing myself through um, will sort of keep me in good stead moving forward over the over the next few months while I'm out playing before getting more treatment.
1: Um I'm I'm in the Cancer Club as well, Michael. I had a cancer diagnosis a number of years ago and so I wanted to ask you about um, not just your golf mindset, but your life mindset. Um, Diagnosis—you've you've successfully gone through chemo, uh, possibly more stuff at the end of the year with um, bone marrow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what's it done to your day-to-day life? Um, for example, me—the little things that used to piss me off don't even bother me anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I think a lot like that too. Um, the little things you don't sweat over quite so much. Um, you know, it's it's tough. I've, you know, it's a real emotional roller coaster, obviously. Um, you know, you think about your loved ones and are you going to be around to do things like see your girls grow up and things like that, which is, you know, that's important stuff. Chasing a little white ball around a, a golf course is not that important. I mean, sure, I've got goals and, and aspirations that I want to achieve, but in reality, it means very little. Um, it's those other things that mean, mean the most, and um, you know, you just go through emotional ups and downs. And I think I've kind of become a little bit more relaxed, definitely, when it comes to those little annoyances um, that life used to throw up.
1: Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you'd qualified for this year's British Open, but that was right in the middle of diagnosis slash treatment. Can you apply for that exemption to carry over to next year?
0: Um, I can. Um, and um, yeah, well, I'm going to give it away here, but um, wash the space in terms of that stuff um the only the only thing that um potentially might get in the way of playing this year is treatment so mm. um yeah no there's been some good developments in that regard um just sort of don't want to
1: no, um, I get that. You know, I get that. Out and say it, but, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. There's been some good developments in that regard.
1: Yeah, We're I do. I do think, like, golf tours are very um, understanding. Um, we see medical exemptions all the time. I think way back, Phil Tatarang, he had a medical exemption on the PJ tour. So I'm sure that um, that they're not yeah. going to penalise you for for a leukaemia diagnosis. For goodness sake, um, just I mean, <laughs> tell tell me as much or as little as you want to do. Um, as you want to tell me, about uh, you're on a waiting list for a donor for a bone marrow transplant, am I correct?
0: Yes, yeah, stem cell transplant, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. So um, we're still waiting on a few results to come back from Australia um, to tell us exactly um, where we're at. Um, there is a chance, we're still, even though a very small chance, that um i won't need a stem cell transplant uh, Mm -hmm. but i don't honestly think that's very likely i think it's most likely i'm going to have to go through the stem cell transplant so it's just a matter of waiting for a donor to pop up there's obviously a waiting list i'm going to have to just buy my time and hopefully um we can sort of keep the thing suppressed and in remission as long as we need to before that um before that happens i'm hoping it'll fall into a gap that it won't affect my um my play too much um so yeah I, i'd like to do it early in the new year which might mean the new zealand open is an option which is you know kind of gutting that's um that's one event that i I want to play every year i can mm. um but you know big fish flush to fry you know what it is um so yeah just i'm kind of anxious to get it done now because if, if the chemotherapy is not going to do the job i want to i want to, get in, get the stem cell transplant done and, and hopefully that'll be the trick. Um, the, the success rates are pretty good these days on that sort of thing, so um, as long as we can find the right donor, I don't see any reason why um, we can't come out the other side of it healthy.
1: So how does the donor thing work? Is it, is it like, the do people donate when they're asked? Is it like blood donation? Does it have to be a relation? How, how does all of that work?
0: Um, so first of all, they go through your family. Um, and they tested my sister. She is a 50% genetic match to me, so she can be used as a last resort. But it's quite interesting. There'll be people in the database. Look, Germany have a, an extensive database, and there'll be someone who you may not be related to in any way, shape, or form, who has the same genetic makeup wow. and, um can fit you hundred percent genetically so it's a really odd situation like that so um, they will go through the database first and uh, as a last resort um, my sister's going to step up it's quite a quite a gentle procedure for the donor these days so it's quite good um, you yeah, know no really no ill effects for them just a day sort of sitting in a in a chair getting um, their stem cells harvested just through blood transfusion sort of situation really and um, yeah and they're done and then the the transplant itself only takes about an hour, but it's the, the chemotherapy and radiotherapy that basically turn your bone marrow into nothing, mm. um, and then build it back up with someone else's um, stem cells and immunity. It's quite a, it's quite a funny thing. Your blood types change, all sorts of things change. So um, yes, yeah, it's, it's quite an amazing thing what they managed to do.
1: And just the. Having had a cancer diagnosis myself, that very first moment you're told um, we found cancer in you, it's it's bloody awful. Um, yeah. What steps did you take? Because as we know, I think two out of three people alive in New Zealand at the moment have been either affected themselves or family members affected. It's it's a it's a very common slash nasty, but very very common thing where are you at now mentally in the coping procedures that you went through that that might help some people out there
0: well it was funny everything happened so quickly it was all a bit of a blur i mean um a good friend of mine jared lyle um Mm. another golf pro died of leukemia a few years ago and so i mean i knew as soon as they told me the seriousness of the situation but um everything happened so quickly um, and there was treatments and procedures to go through constantly in the in the first few days. It was all a bit of a blur. Um, but I, I think golf and sport over the years has, has helped me be able to think more about the process rather than, you know, any outcomes. So just every day, okay, what's necessary today? What do we need to go through today in terms of procedures? Um... Let's get through them. This is what we need to do to fix this problem. Um, we'll worry about the outcome after we go through the process. Was my thinking, um, and it's really helped me. Is, that's that's what I do on the golf course. So it was um, it was easy to kind of slip into that mindset, and um, it definitely helped me cope with with going through all the things that were happening. and um, you know, thinking about the outcomes and and thinking about you know what the procedure was going to be like, whether it was going to hurt, whether it was you know going to be uncomfortable or whatever it may be, just sort of became irrelevant. It was like no, this is a step forward to mm. the goal, mm. and um, and it was the only thing that that I thought about. Other than that, it was um, like I say, it was all a little bit of a blur, and I kind of didn't think too much about it in the, in the early days. It was just purely go let's get the job
1: done. Let's mm. do what's necessary to get done. I'm sitting here nodding my head. It was like I was just an hour at a time. Okay, Tuesday, what am I want to do now? I'm doing bloods. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Okay, that, and now what am I doing tomorrow? And you don't do the long-range forecast. So, yeah, I'm nodding my head with you, Michael. Um, so the Charles Tour, um, I think this is going to be really good medicine for you mentally as well, just back out there, walking around fresh air, back with your old protagonists on the Charles Tour. It's come around at a pretty good time for you.
0: Yeah, look, I think so. Through the chemo, I've, I've been, um, with the exception of the cancer not being completely gotten rid of by the chemo, I've been pretty blessed throughout the the process. of I've, I've coped really well with the with the chemotherapy, and you know, I've I've pushed myself hard to ensure that the road back wasn't going to be too far. And um, you know, I, I know what I want to do. This is what I'm. You know, I'm a golf pro. It's what I love to do. It's what gets me up in the morning. Um, you know, and with the exception of spending time with my family, I could think of no better thing to do than spend time on the golf course, getting those competitive juices flowing again. And uh, it was great to be out there today and it, it, like you say, my mind didn't want to, didn't wander at all towards cancer today at all. It was purely, let's get this thing in the hole for as few strokes as possible. It was, it was, um, yeah, really great mental relief.
1: Just brilliant. Well, we're going to follow your fortunes as the as the tournament progresses, mate. Um, stoked to hear, hear from you, uh, have you on the show today. Um, pretty damn good round, I think. I know it's not where you want to be, but you're going to get better pretty bloody quick. You're a fantastic golfer, fantastic ambassador for what's what's possible when you're hit with um, adversity. So keep tracking, buddy, and we wish you all the best.
0: Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it.
1: There he is Michael Hendry. What a remarkable story, eh? Uh, May, uh, diagnosed with leukemia, four rounds of chemo since then. Um, it's only been a few weeks, what did he say, four weeks since his last round of chemotherapy, and he's back out there on the Charles Tour in Tauranga. Locals down there, just if you can, find out when he's playing this weekend and just go and just give him a clap and give him a G up. I think it's absolutely remarkable. Um, with what he's doing here, so just just so good to talk to Michael Michael Hendry, um, and we wish him the best. We'll follow his fortunes tomorrow as well. Uh, he'll probably be playing during our show, so I'll give you score updates. In fact, I'll give you a quick score update now. Um, Eleven under Ethan Jones. My word, he shot fifty nine. Is that right? No, he's had 59 shots. God, don't do that to me, Steph. Um, He's 11 under. Uh, Josh Gary at 7 under. We'll take a break and we'll dive into the Dally M's after this.